When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 40 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your foot fetishy host, foot fetishist host, Leroy Luna. Nailed it. Coming at you straight out of my closet with a dude who's got some serious issues. Yeah, and ladies, I know, I know, it's exhausting the crap you have to deal with or be cautious of on a daily basis. While most men are fairly harmless, predatory and or aggressive and or just downright creepy dudes could be skulking about anywhere. And while I'm sure you know what to be on the lookout for, unfortunately I have more odd behavior for you to add to that list. You're going to want to wear a big old pair of combat boots once this episode is through. But before we get into all that and a bag of potato chips, I got a couple jokes here. Compliments of upjoke.com. So let's get into it. What is six feet tall and has an enormous dong? And no, it's not me. I'm 5'11". The answer is the Liberty Bell. (laughs) Gotcha, you perverts. Oh, and I can't wait to tell you this one. Because the other day, this beautiful woman approaches me and asks if I was more interested in breasts or legs. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So naturally, I had to tell her the truth. I'm mainly into feet and anal. And now, unfortunately, I'm no longer welcome at that KFC restaurant. Alright, you know what that sound means. Hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home without any bumps or bruises. Just don't be hanging your feet out the window. We don't want to draw any unwanted attention to ourselves.
episode number 40, Stomp. When we're in public, we all have our own personal space, a small bubble surrounding us, and thankfully, for the most part, people respect that invisible barrier. It can be very disturbing and really catches you off guard when someone enters that bubble, without our permission or when we're not paying attention. When I was in school in the 90s, there was a period of time when guys would pants each other for a laugh. When you pants someone, it was like the opposite of a wedgie. Instead of hiking the person's underwear up their crack as high as you could, you'd sneak up behind them and pull their pants down around their ankles. Happened to me a couple times in junior high. Thankfully, just my pants came down and not my boxers because I was wearing jeans and a belt and was able to fight the person off before I was fully naked. What a nightmare that would have been having my prepubescent genitals exposed to my schoolmates. At least give a guy some warning so they could fluff themselves up a little and be caught in a more flattering position, instead of being completely flaccid for the world to see. I remember in grade 9, we were all lined up outside in gym class, taking our turns to see who could do the most pull-ups. This guy Tom walks up to the bar, and he's doing his thing. I think he was on his third pull-up when another guy walks up behind him and yanks his shorts down. We all caught a glimpse of his twig and berries. He fell to the ground, rolling around in the dirt while trying to hike his shorts back up. Bare ass exposed to the world. We all had a laugh, even the teacher. The dude who pantsed him didn't even get in trouble. Poor Tom, though. Hey, at least no one had cell phones to record the embarrassing moment. Imagine that. Crazy times. So how do I bring this one back around? Oh, I know. While our victims today weren't literally caught with their pants down like Tom, they were caught off guard, and their personal bubble was popped by a creep who looked to cause them harm. Okay, we are going to kick things off in Austin, Texas, folks. Austin is actually the capital of Texas. It's a big city. We've already established that Niche.com is not a very legit site to get information on places. They basically say the exact same thing no matter where we go, which is why I'm quoting them yet again, because I find it amusing. They say, Austin is a city in Texas with a population of 950,807. Austin is in Travis County and is one of the best places to live in Texas. Living in Austin offers residents an urban-suburban mix-feel, and most residents rent their homes. That was different. In Austin, there are a lot of bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and parks. Many families and young professionals live in Austin, and residents tend to lean liberal. The public schools in Austin are highly rated, end quote. It really does seem like an alright, alright, alright place to live. Yeah, that was my McConaughey. Anyway, he resides there, and if it's good enough for him, then it's good enough for me. A couple little-known facts about McConaughey are he actually rescued 50 dogs, 18 cats, and two hamsters following Hurricane Katrina. Matthew also auditioned for the part of Jack in Titanic. Of course, that iconic role went to Leonardo DiCaprio. Maddie came close to stealing it from him, though. He even said the producers told him, This is what we're looking for. You got it. End quote. You know, I'd be intrigued to watch a young McConaughey in that role. Moving on, as nice as the big city sounds, it does have a dangerous side. Neighborhoodscout.com gives Austin a 7 on the crime index, meaning it's only safer than 7% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are 1 in 245. And if you were a woman with feet living there back in 2015, 
those chances increased significantly, as there was a bully on the prowl, a creeper who had little respect for the ladies and even littler respect for their toesies. This man would target women who were in and around bus stops. The coward would typically harass them when they were alone, but would sometimes do his thing in front of witnesses. He did this on a crowded bus on a few occasions. His weapon of choice, and he had a few of them, was usually his shoe. Completely unprovoked, he would walk up to women and stomp as hard as he could on their feet. Carrie Kovacic claimed around 4.30 in the afternoon, the man pulled up to her on his bike while she was waiting for a bus at Riverside in Congress. And he just stomped on her foot with all his might. KEYETV interviewed Kovacic, and she said, quote, I immediately pushed him off me and asked him what the fuck he was doing. And he said this was normal for him. And just casually rode off and then looked back and smiled. My foot was bruised and swollen and I realized, if he's going to do this to other people, he could break someone's foot or it could escalate. End quote. Indeed, super aggressive behavior that could eventually evolve into something worse. This guy seems like he has issues. It was almost as if he was flirting with her or trying to, and doing a terrible job of it. How creepy would that be? Kind of made me laugh when he goes, this is normal for me, and rides away smiling. Strange thing to say. He's almost got a fourth grader schoolyard bully vibe to him. Carrie's fiance, Joey Blanco, chimed in saying, quote, it's the strangest form of assault that I have been made aware of, end quote. Clearly, Joey isn't a listener of this podcast, because we see this kind of stuff quite frequently. In Joey's defense, that quote's from 2015, five years prior to this show hitting the airwaves. So he gets a pass. A woman who wished to remain anonymous had a couple unfortunate meetings with the mystery man. She says, quote, He started touching my foot with his foot and saying, Footsie, footsie. And he got more and more aggressive and it startled me. End quote. Footsie, footsie. <laughs> That's frightening. Two months later, same guy comes out of nowhere and pokes her hard in the back with his finger. Quote, I yelled at him to stop, and he again started laughing, and then he rode away on his bike. End quote. Like I said, this guy acts like a child. He very well could have some type of brain injury or serious mental health issues. Not excusing his behavior, it's dangerous, and he needs to be medicated and or taken off the streets. There was a Reddit post that triggered over 300 responses. It was from a guy that goes by the handle Mad Beard. His post said, Anyone recognize this guy? He stopped his bike to crush my significant other's foot at a bus stop on Riverside in Congress. After reading that, I realized Mad Beard must be Joy Blanco, because that info matches up perfectly with the Carrie Kovacic interview. Mad Beard posted a picture of the man on a bike. The pic shows him slowly riding away. So there's not a good look at his face, but he's a medium-sized... Caucasian man, between 5'6 and 5'10, looks to be around 30 years old with a very casual outfit consisting of cargo shorts, sandals, sunglasses, and a flannel t-shirt. Responses came in from numerous locals who recognized him around town and had also had weird run-ins with him. It was at this point that people realized that they had a serial stomper on their hands. This also caused some of his victims who previously brushed off these strange encounters to file police reports. We're going to check out some Reddit posts now. They obviously can't be verified, so take them with a grain of salt, but they sound legit, and it's not far-fetched to believe with this guy's attitude he's done multiple offenses. One guy saw the pic and said, I believe that is my stolen bike he's riding. 
If I can find him and confirm it, maybe there's a way I could get it back. Two people debated over nicknames. One said Leadfoot Larry and the other said Stomp and Steve. Both high quality in my books. Deborah Robacker said this of her experience. He just like stood up and stomped on my foot kind of aggressively. It's not okay to go around assaulting people for no reason when they didn't do anything to you. She also added that she saw him aggressively elbow another woman. Mad Beard edited his original post after getting additional info from people, adding, It seems the man may well be autistic and or challenged, and has been at this sort of behavior for a little bit, whether at bars, bus stops, or on buses. On the one hand, he's potentially a serial assaulter, or rather, serial stomper, and assaulting is generally frowned upon by the law. On the second hand, jails, prison, etc. aren't really equipped to rehabilitate someone that may not understand exactly what they're doing. And on the third hand, maybe he's just an asshole. Those are all decent theories. Okay, I kept finding more and more encounters, so we're going to get five more of these. I'm going to throw them at you uh, with Leadfoot Larry. Then we can get a better sense of who this dude is and what he's all about. Then perhaps come up with our own theory. These names kill me. Poop Tank 13. We used to call him Chester, but I forgot his real name. I've been whipped by him with his t-shirt and had many other confrontations with him, trying to get him to leave the bar I worked at. He basically assaults girls by poking or elbowing them really, really hard or stomping on them. He's all up and down South Lamar and most bars in that area have banned him. Westgate Central Market gets visits too occasionally. I started carrying a taser because of him. Then there's Miss Lady. He's come into my work too. I happened to have my dog with me, and he got rough with me and my dog. I literally had to run to my car when he got distracted because I was scared he was going to follow me. I hope he gets caught one of these days. Now here's one from X's and O's. We call him the Pincher at a bar on South Lamar. Last summer, he showed up pretty frequently and assaulted the female staff. He grabbed a friend of mine just above the back of the elbow and pinched slash twisted as hard as he could. He once came up behind me and kicked me in the ankle. He'd typically come in, pinch, stomp, kick, get a huge grin on his face, then run, hop on his bike, and race off. He usually got chased out of the establishment by management and male staff and kept showing up despite being permanently banned. Security for the area was never able to catch him. Haven't seen him for a while, but he used to come through a lot. Consensus was that there was something off about him but no one interacted with him long enough to determine what specifically it was. Okay, this one's from Deepak Chokia. Nice. I know him. He always rides up and down South Lamar. We've 86'd him from our bar. He's pretty clearly autistic. He used to go up to servers and kick the back of their feet. And lastly, we have The Vandal Randall. Oh, I really hope you guys can't hear my stomach growling. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Gotta eat. I see this dude on a near daily basis. I live near the South Lamar and Ben White intersection and assume he lives within the same general area because he's been kicked out of nearly every establishment that sets up shop nearby. I know that his name is Chris, but don't know any other personal information. He and I have actually had a couple personal run-ins because of his behavior, with the last nearly becoming violent. He's a bit on the slow side, which wouldn't be an issue, except that he's extremely aware of his condition and uses it to excuse his actions. 
Apart from the foot stomping, I've personally seen him do things ranging from full-out grabbing women, following them and touching them, attempting to wipe his sweat on them, all the way to out-and-out shoving them. On nights I go further south to Soccer Zone, near Manchaca and Slaughter, I guess those are streets, I don't know, I've caught him literally lurking in low-lit areas, just staring down the street like he's watching for something. I fully believe this guy is legitimately a potential danger, as do all my friends that have met him, or been forced at one time or another to accommodate him at their work prior to him being banned. The Kirby Shopping Center on South Lamar is slash was a popular area for him, and I have seen numerous business owners and employees aggressively seek to keep him off the premises. The New World of Beer at the 704 has also permanently banned him, for demonstrated examples of the behavior listed above. I really can't overstate that I feel the guy is a bad accident waiting to happen. As I stated prior, he knows full well what he's doing, and he appears to be willing to test boundaries. In the event you do see this guy, it's honestly best to either wait for someone to walk you to your car if you're female, or wait inside your work until he leaves. If you're the proprietor of a business, please do not hesitate to ban him. He never buys anything, and generally will attempt to make whatever place that doesn't ban him his hangout. I hope I've been able to add to this discussion. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to ask. There are several more comments, but you get the picture. The first I heard of this guy it was the foot stomping that caught my attention. After taking a deeper dive, though, that seems to just be the tip of the iceberg. He also pinches, kicks, punches people in the arm, and it's always women. Does he hate women, or does he just see them as easier victims? He chooses ladies that are smaller than him and likely goes for ones he doesn't think will fight back. If he targeted guys, I feel like it would only be a matter of time before he got punched out. So he does kind of know what he's doing. I think he's managed to go unharmed for so long because he's obviously not right in the head. People feel a little bit sorry for him. And there's definitely something off about him. I'm not going to commit to autism or Asperger's which seems to be the general consensus of almost everybody else, but something definitely ain't right with him. That much I know. It's insane that so many people know of him or see him almost daily, but he still manages to remain a mystery. He's just hiding in plain sight. I think he either lives in a halfway house or group home for adults. He's likely only been local to the area for the past year or so. Because you'd think someone would have said, Hey, I went to high school with that guy. He was a dick. Or I worked with him, or my mom knows his mom, or something like that, if he grew up there. He likely doesn't have a job and gets money for a disability. Or actually, he probably still lives with his parents. That's probably it. Likely just the mother, and she lets him walk all over her. Literally and figuratively. Which is why he has no respect for women. This is obviously just speculation. But he is very mad pooper-esque with the whole hiding in plain sight thing. I've said this about other people too, I think, but they'd make an amazing power couple. Going out for some fresh air, going through town hand in hand, mad pooper jogging with Leadfoot Larry on his bicycle by her side. The town bullies. They stop every once in a while so she can take a dump on somebody's uh, front lawn or so he can pinch some lady or break one of her toes. <laughs> Someone please make a romantic comedy with those two. I'd love that. All these comments seem to fizzle out over time, and I couldn't find anything past 2015. This is a tough one. Maybe the police know about him and he's getting help. We're just not privy to that information. Maybe my research skills suck. But yeah, I couldn't find it. 
This isn't the first case of a serial foot stomper. There was a guy doing it in Nashville in the 70s, I think it was. A listener told me their mom was a victim. Again, I'm so disorganized, I searched for our messages but couldn't find them. So that's a potential episode we can do one day down the road, I hope. If you're still listening and you're that person, get in touch with me. Maybe we can interview your mom. That'd be pretty amazing. There's also a crazy movie that I want to see so badly now. It's a Roger Waters film. If you're familiar with that guy, you'll know he's pretty wacky. Uh, The movie's called Polyester. It's from 1981. And check out this description. A suburban housewife's world falls apart when she finds that her pornographer husband is serially unfaithful to her. Her teenage daughter is pregnant, and her son is suspected of being the foot fetishist who's been breaking local women's feet. Oh man, the best. The teen's name is Dexter Fishpaw, and he's also a glue sniffer. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. They made this movie using something called Odorama, which I hadn't heard of. It's uh, scratch and sniff cards they gave out to the audience members, and they were cued by the film precisely when to scratch off each of the ten smells. Skunk spray, farts, and dirty shoes were some of the scents. <laughs> that was probably super high-tech at the time, like wearing 3D glasses. A little something extra for your senses to add to the movie experience. I saw a clip of the movie, and Dexter, the foot stomper, was clearly aroused by doing this and trying so hard to fight his urges. Then it looked like he was orgasming when the lady was screaming, holding her foot in agony. Leadfoot Larry didn't appear to get sexually aroused when stomping, but he might be a little bit of a sadist. That would make sense. Still not entirely sure what his motives were. So what happened to Leadfoot Larry? Why'd he stop? I'm going to say he lives with his mother. They moved far away, and they do this once every couple of years. He burns all his bridges, gets banned from everywhere in town. Things get too hot, so he gets out of the kitchen. They go to a new town and start that cycle all over again. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 40, Stomp. It's the shortest title for an episode so far, yet I still feel it captures the essence of the story perfectly. You gotta protect those little piggies, ladies. Make sure they get to the market in one piece. Crazy stuff. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. It's that time again, everyone. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal, I wanna get criminal. Hey, me again, to voice another listener story. The story comes in from Terry Wifey, she calls herself, so here goes. Hey there, Mr. Leroy Luna, big fangirl here, and I thought I'd share my personal listener crime. I'll try not to make it too long of a story. About six months before I turned 21, I'm almost 36 now, I went into my mom's regular watering hole in our medium-sized town of Tooele, Utah. So my mom was already there, hence why I was there. Then me and my smart brain decided to go sit up at the bar and chill and take a big sip of her Long Island iced tea. Still find those yummy to this day. (laughs) Anyway... The bartender sees me. He had recently had a falling out with a friend of mine a few weeks earlier at a house party, and he knew I wasn't 21 yet. So in his revenge against my friend, he called the cops instead of just telling me to leave. 
So in walks the men in blue to question me about my age. This is where I learned no matter what, don't lie to the cops. It only makes things worse. I blew nothing, basically, on the alcohol level. And he told me, if I wouldn't have lied, he probably would have just slapped me on my wrist and told me to go home. But I told them I turned 21 a year earlier. My intoxicated mother, on the other hand, told them, yeah, she turned 21 a few months ago. Apparently, we never discussed what to do in this situation. The cops then called me to step outside, take a breathalyzer, and patted me down. I was so naive, I didn't even understand that was the beginning of being arrested until the right to remain silent came out of his mouth. I was put in the cop car, and ten minutes later, my mom was sat beside me. The holding tank wasn't as scary because my mom was with me, lol. And the cops were nice enough to give me my own little office room with a phone to dial my husband. 1,000 times because he wasn't picking up. This was at midnight, and he was at a party in a basement where he had no cell reception. In the end, my stepdad bailed us out a couple hours later. When I went to court, the judge asked me where I worked. I said Little Caesars. He said, I imagine you don't make a whole lot of money there, and gave me 100 hours community service at a children's center for abused young. Nicest people ever. Actually had a lot of fun and got to help with some fun activities and even counted the time my husband put into their lawn care as my hours and marked off four hours for like one hour of work. And my mom got a fine and had to take an alcohol course or something. So not too bad on her life either. All in all, lesson learned and not hurtful to my life. I'm now plenty old enough to be in a bar but would 100% rather be at home. Nothing to do with my experience. I just don't like too many people in the same room and drinking at home in my PJs, playing cards and board games till the wee hours is much cheaper and more fun than I don't have to worry about a designated driver or paying for a cab. Well, that's my story. I'm sorry. I was worried about the length. If it's too long for the show, I understand. Maybe at least you got a chuckle. P.S. Love the podcast, dude. Keep them coming. Terry Wifey. Can't stop, won't stop. Thanks, girl, for the story and the very kind words. Yeah, I imagine uh, having your mom along, <laughs> having your mom along with you while getting arrested would make it a little easier. Might damage the old street cred a bit, though. Hard to look tough in jail with Mumsy by your side. I never understood why the drinking age is 21 over there in the U.S. The drinking age is 19 in Canada, in most places, I think. I was drinking with my little shithead pals when we were 15, 16 years old. I moved out when I was 19. Can't imagine being told I had to wait another two years to be legal at that point. They should probably change that. But maybe it shouldn't go at the top of the list of priorities. There are certainly bigger fish to fry. If you want your softcore true crime story on the show, email it to me at excusemethatsillegal at gmail.com. If you want your softcore true crime story on the show, email it to me at excusemethatsillegal at gmail.com. Okay, induction time. We have ten more members to be added to the Neighborhood Watch. So here goes. Sarah U. Sophia C. Penny R. Teresa C. Annie H. Emily H. Joseph M. Jeannie Y. Ashley L. And Sarah D. Let us now sound the air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends. 
You joining up and throwing some extra support my way really means a lot. For the price of a Big Mac a month, you too can become a member of the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. There's a link in the show notes. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. Alright, that's all I got for you for now. Enjoy your summer, people. And be sure to come back in another 10 days. We'll hang out and get into some more softcore scum baggery. Peace! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.